मुनायों साधु पृष्ठों हम अवध की लोकमंगलम जत्किता कृष्ण संसना जीनात्मा सुप्रसिद ओल्ड कॉन्वर्सेशन बिटवीन ग्रेट सेज सूत गोस्ल एंड मेनी ब्राह्मीन्स एसेम्बल इन नैमिषार So, <coughs> this Sudha Goswami, the speaker, is congratulating the assembly on account of their inquiring about Krishna, Krishna Sangprasna, <coughs> Jat Krita Krishna Sangprasna. You have inquired on a very nice subject matter about Krishna and about dharma. Jagrita Krishna Sang Krishna Bhavadvi Lokamangala. This kind of question is very auspicious. For everyone, when we inquire about Krishna and we speak about Krishna, we are both benefited. So you are very glad when you are questioned about Krishna and about dharma, <coughs> because those who have read Bhagavad Gita. They know that Krishna appeared for two purposes. One purpose is dharma samasthapanarthaya for re-establishing religious principles and purtrana sadhunam vinasaya duskita to give protection to the sadhu. Sadhu means those who are devotees of God. They are called sadhu. <coughs> and the non-devotees, they are called duskrita. Duskrita means those who are always engaged in sinful activities. They are called duskrita. Puritrana sadhuna vinashaya cha duskrita. 
two purposes. Krishna's appearance is meant for two purposes. So <coughs> the question was that Bruhi Yogi Sari Krishna Brahmani Dharma Varmani Shankasam Udhuno Piti Dharma Kong Saranangataha Krishna appeared for re-establishing the religious principles, but after his disappearance, <coughs> the who has taken charge for this department? That was the question. So Sutta Goswami is congratulating them that uh, this question is very auspicious. Loka Mangala. Loka means this world, and Mangala means auspices. <coughs> so, first of all, he is explaining what is Dharma. Dharma is translated in English as religion, but actually, it does not convey the real import of dharma. As I have many times explained in these meetings, <coughs> the dharma means some particular characteristic which you cannot change. That is called dharma. Dharma does not mean a particular type of faith. <coughs> faith is different. Faith is followed blindly uh, or uh, by social custom or something else. Faith is different. But dharma, either you change social custom country, time, space, it cannot be changed. That is dharma. <coughs> so that dharma is uh, enacted by the Supreme Personality of God. Just like Krishna says, dharma saṅgasthāpanārthāya for the matter of re-establishing the principles of dharma. So there is a difference of understanding between dharma and religion. Although the Sanskrit word dharma is translated into English as religion. <coughs> religion in the dictionary, it is explained as faith. But dharma is different. Dharma you cannot change. In whichever condition you are, you have to follow the special characteristics. And that I have already explained. That special characteristic is 
that every living entity is engaged in service for others. Every living entity, human being, birds, beasts, animals, every living entity is giving service to somebody else. That is dharma. <clears throat> Therefore, Bhagavad is explaining the nature of dharma. What is dharma? It is said here, sabai-paṁsāṁ paro dharma jato bhakti radho khaji. That is first-class religion which teaches how to render service to the Supreme Personality of God. That is first-class There is no consideration of which type of dharma or faith you are following, it doesn't matter. You may become a Christian, you may become a Mohammedan, you may become a Hindu or whatever, there are many religious sects or faiths all over the world. But our, this Krishna consciousness movement, which is called Bhagavad-dharma. Bhagavad-dharma means relationship with God and execution of our duties in that relationship. That is called Bhagavad. First of all, we must know what is God. Then we must know what is our relationship with God. Then, as soon as relationship is known, then what is our duty? Just like if you are admitted in some institution or in some office, what is our relationship? So, everyone, every religion, Accept God is great. Some total definition. That's a fact. God is great. And we are uh, minute, small. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is stated, Mamai Vangsa Jiva Bhuta. God says, Krishna says, that all these living entities, they are my part and parcel. Uh, part and parcel means we can understand very easily, just like this finger is part and parcel of my body. Everyone can understand it. So we are part and parcel of God. Uh, take the whole body of God, the Virat Murti or the gigantic universal form in whichever you like, you take. So every one of us is part of that universal body. 
Mamaivan. So, the same example, the finger or the one piece of hair, whatever you take, it is the part and parcel of the body, <coughs> whole combined together. It makes the body. Similarly, we all, living entities, in different forms, uh, there are eight million four hundred thousands of forms, all together, every one of us, not only human beings, but also animals, bees, birds, trees, plants, insects, everyone, they are all part and parcel of the Supreme. Just like the hair, a piece of hair is also part and parcel of the body. When hair is picked up, you feel pains and pleasure. When the finger is pinched, you feel pains and pleasure because they are part and parcel. Now, this is our relationship with God, part and parcel. God or Krishna is the whole, and we are part and parcel. Then what is our duty? If this relationship is accepted, then what is the duty of the part and parcel? The duty of the part and parcel is to serve the whole. Anyone can understand. This finger is part and parcel of my body. So as the body deserves, the finger is working. I desire the finger may work here like this, immediately works. So there is no difficulty to understand what is our duty. Uh, our duty is to serve the Supreme All. But we have manufactured so many duties. Uh, the service is there. Everyone is engaged in some sort of service. But the program of service, they are different. Somebody is thinking that I must render service to my nation. Another is thinking that I must render service to my society. Another is thinking, I must render service to my family. So either you take family-wise or bodily-wise or society-wise or community-wise or national-wise or humanity-wise, they are all imperfect unless it is extended up to the Supreme Krishna, then it is perfect. Any service you do, service you have to render, either to your personal body or to your family 
or to your society or to your community or to the human nation or to the whole humanity. Service everyone is all in the office. That is our characteristic. We render some service. Therefore, the Bhagavad says that that is complete service. The our dharma means the characteristic duty. That duty is to render service. So, Simad Bhagavad says, Savai punsa paro dharma. That type of service is first class, transcendental. There are two kinds of services, paro and aparo. In Sanskrit, paro means transcendental. An opera means material, spiritual or material. Because we have two understanding, matter and spirit. Everything is material or spiritual, mundane or transcendental. So here Bhagavad says, Parodharma. Paradharma means spiritual. Uh, <coughs> material dharma, temporary. Just like if you feel yourself as part and parcel of the American nation, if I feel myself as part and parcel of Indian nation, this is not para, this is opera. Because your relations with America or an Indian's association with India is temporary. You may remain as America, American, say for hundred years. Not so much, generally fifty, sixty, seventy, at most hundred years. Then after hundred years, as soon as your body is changed, even his human form of body, he may not be American, he may be Chinaman. Or if not human form of body, then we may become something else, gods or dogs also. There is no guarantee, because after you give up this body, you are completely under the grief of material nature. The material nature will award you a particular type of body according to your work. So as soon as the body is changed, the whole atmosphere is changed. You are no longer American. You are no longer Indian. You are something else. Therefore, your characteristic of rendering service to the nation, that is not permanent, that is temporary, opera. Opera means temporary 
inferior. But because you are soul, spirit soul, part and parcel of God, you have got a particular duty. That is eternal duty. Ah. That eternal duty is described here. Savai Pumsa Paro Dharma Jato Bhakti Radho Khaja. Radho Khaja. Radho Khaja, this Sanskrit word, is applicable to this absolute truth. Akhaja, Radho Khaja. Akhaja means experimental knowledge. Things which you can perceive by your present senses. Just like you can touch, you can understand a thing by touching if it is hard or soft, liquid or solid. You can smell, you can hear so many sensual activities. So things which you can perceive by your sensual activities, they are called direct knowledge or knowledge by experiment, but which is beyond your experiment. And that is called adhokhaja. Adhokhaja means beyond your sense perception. So God's another name is adhokhaja, means beyond our perception. You cannot understand God by directly seeing or directly smelling or directly hearing or directly tasting or touching. It is not possible at the present moment unless you are spiritually advanced, unless our seeing power is rectified, our hearing power is modified. In this way, when our senses are purified, then we can hear about God, we can see God, we can smell God, we can touch God. That is possible. To training in that science, how to see God, how to hear God, how to touch God, by your senses. That is possible. That science is called devotional service or Krishna consciousness. Therefore, Bhagavad says that is first-class religious system by which you can develop your dormant service attitude for God. That is first-class religion. Now everyone can test which one is first-class religion. Because by the result of such activities, one will be able to render service to the Supreme. 
when you render service to somebody, unless you understand something about him, you cannot render service. That is not possible. You cannot render service in the area. You must have some understanding that here I am actually rendering service. That is realization. If I say that you do something like this blindly, you cannot do it for long time on my request. You can do it for some time. But unless you understand why you are doing, whether you are deriving any benefit out of it, you cannot prolong that activities. Therefore, the religion or the process of transcendental activities by which one can render service to the Supreme Lord, that is first-class religion. This is the definition given by Vāgavata. Don't try to understand this is Christian religion, this is Hindu religion, this is Mohammedan religion, or this is something other. But try to understand whether that process of religion is teaching you how to love God. That is the test. Savai Pumsa Parodharma Jato Bhakti Radhakaja. Bhakti means rendering service. So, when one learns how to render service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, direct service, then that is the ultimate goal of religious principles. In the Bhagavad Gita also, Lord says, sarva dharman parittaj. You give up all types of religious principles, sarva-dharmān, sarva-dharmān parittajya, mām ekaṁ saranaṁ vraja, simply just surrender unto me, because this is religion. Anything which does not teach how to surrender to Krishna or God, that is not religion. Therefore, I said in the beginning, there is some difference of meaning between religion and dharma. Religion and dharma. Religion is a faith, but dharma is the original characteristic of the living entity. And here Krishna says that you give up all types of faiths, because we have created so many faiths within this world, according to time, circumstances, country, atmosphere, everything. We have got different faiths. But Krishna says it is not the question of faith, it is the question of actual relationship, because every living entity is 
part and parcel of Krishna. And the duty of part and parcel is to render service to the whole. Therefore, Krishna came to establish this type of religion, this first class religion. Sarva-dharmān parittajya māvīkaṁ saralaṁvaya. So, any religion. Now, you should understand Krishna as God. When you speak of Krishna, last week I explained if there can be any name of God, there are many thousands of names of God. Somebody says, God has no name. Yes, God has no particular name, because as I explained, God's name is ascertained according to His activity. Just the other day I explained, God appeared as the son of Nanda Maharaj. So he is called son of Nanda. That is another name, Nanda Nandana. Nanda Nandana means one who gives pleasure to Nanda. So everyone's son, child, gives pleasure to his parents. So Krishna, by his activities, childhood activities, he gave pleasure to his father and mother, Jasadanandana. Therefore he is known as Jasadanandana, Nandanandana. Uh, he was lover of Radharani. Therefore he is called Radharaman. In this way Krishna has got different names, uh, or God has got different names according to his different activities. But his real name is Krishna. Krishna means all attract. He attracts everyone. Krishna attracts both the non-devotees and devotees. Devotees are very much attracted to Krishna to render service. And non-devotees are attracted to Krishna to kill him. But everyone is attracted. Somebody is attracted to vanquish God. That is also another attraction, indirect attraction. If I always think of, of my enemy, how shall I vanquish him? That is an attraction. And if I think of somebody, of my friend or somebody, how shall I make him happy? That is also attraction. So there are two classes of men in this world. Ah, one class is trying to serve God, another class is trying to kill God. There is no third division. So those who are trying to kill God, that is an attraction. And those who are trying to serve God, that is also attraction. Therefore, God is all attraction. Just try to understand whether this definition is complete. The Krishna means all attraction. <coughs> Therefore, Bhagavad says, Krishna Su Bhagavan Sayam. 
there may be many gods uh, according to our conception. Uh, God means uh, all-powerful, full uh, of our definition in the Vedic Shastra, God means full of all opulences. There are six kinds of opulences to become rich, to become very powerful, influential, very much famous, very beautiful, very wise, and very much renounced, unattached. The six kind of population, uh, opulences, when they are found in fullness somewhere, that is God. This is the definition of God. These six kinds of opulences. We have seen many rich men, but if you find out somebody that nobody is richer than him, then he is God. We have seen many men, wise men, but if you find out somebody, nobody is wiser than him, then he is God. Uh, in this way, uh, the six opulences, when they are fully represented in one person, he is God, he is Krishna. When Krishna was present on this planet, he exhibited all these opulences in fullness. Uh, nobody uh, could conquer him. Nobody was richer than him. Nobody was beautiful in the history of the world. You cannot compare with Krishna anybody as more rich, more beautiful, more wise in this way. Therefore, Bhagavad asserted Krishna through Bhagavan Sayam. The original personality of Godhead is Krishna. So the Bhagavad Dharma is, if anyone is taught how to love Krishna, that is first-class religion. Savai Pungsa Paro Dharma, Jatu Bhakti Radhukhaj. What kind of bhakti? Now there are sometimes motive. If I want to render such service unto you in this material world, I make friendship with you, I flatter you, I invite you at home to give you something to eat. But generally there is some motive that if I can make friendship with this man, I'll uh, execute such, such and such motive through him. Here it is said that when you render service to God or Krishna, there may not be any motive. That is not service. That is not pure service. If you have got some motive that I render service to God or Krishna for the, this purpose, for this particular purpose, then it is not very first-class religion. If you want to serve God with some motive, uh, motiveless, ohitu, no cause, 
Ahituti. Aprati hata. Aprati hata means it cannot be checked. If you want to render service to God, it cannot be checked at any circumstance. Nobody can say that because I am poor, I cannot serve God. No. God can be served both by the poor and the rich without any difficulty. Because it is not material affair. When there is material transaction, if I want to purchase something, then I must have the requisite money to purchase. It is conditioned. But if you want to render service to God or Krishna, there is no condition. Therefore, ahoituki apratihata. It cannot be checked. Because I am born in particular type, a particular time or particular country, I cannot render service to Krishna. That's not a fair. Anyway, any part of the world, any part of the universe, any man, in any condition, he can serve Krishna. There is no impediment. And when that type of religion is followed, to serve the Supreme Absolute without any motive and without any impediment, then you will be happy. You are wanting happiness, peace. So if you try, if you learn how to love Krishna without any motive and without any impediment, then you will be happy. This is the program of Krishna consciousness. To make everyone happy, ātmā, jayātmā suprasīdhati. Prasīdhati means fully satisfied. There are many examples. Just like Dhuva Maharaj, he went to worship God with a motive. His father did not accept him on the lap. His stepmother insulted him that you cannot sit on the lap of your father because you are not born in my womb. Stop there. So uh, he went, went to worship God uh, in the forest with a motive. He was a chhatriya. He was determined that I must have my father's uh, property. And everyone thinks like that. Some motive. Ah. But his mother advised that your determination, your this promise can only be fulfilled if Krishna helps you. Otherwise, it is impossible. So he went to worship Krishna. But actually, when he met Krishna face to face, he said, 
Shamin Kita Tosmi Barangana Jati. My dear Lord, simply by seeing you, I have become satisfied. I don't want anything more from you. That is the result of pure devotion. Even one goes to God for with a motive, but if he actually becomes a devotee, he becomes motiveless, no more motive. Simply by association, simply by serving God, he is so satisfied that he has no more demand. Sir, I want this. That is recommended here, savai paro dharma jato bhakti If we can promote ourselves, elevate ourselves to the standard of loving God without any motive, without any return, sometimes we go to God for some return. That is motive. So, no. God should be loved, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us. Asliṣṭa bāpādhanatāṅ pinaṣṭumāṁ manamāhatāṁ karotuvā adarsanāṁ. Sometimes, just like Dhuva Maharaj went into the forest to see God. But here Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches, Maramahatang karotuva adarasanat. If you break my heart perpetually, but by not being present before me, he doesn't say that you want to see God. Doesn't matter. Why I shall see God? He is busy. Why shall I call him to become present in my presence? No. Although I am broken-hearted, I would have been pleased to see God. But doesn't matter if He does not come. That is pure devotion. Uh, oh, I served God so many years, and still I could not see Him. Uh, give up this job. Let me go to Maya. That is not devotion. That is moti. I wanted to serve God with a motive. As far as the motive is not uh, fulfilled, one German friend, my godbrother, he said in the last war, in the first world war, uh, every all manpower went to the active field. So the sister, generally woman, left. Woman means sister, mother, or wife. So they went to church. My husband may come back, my brother may come back, or my son may come back, but nobody came back. So they become atheists. Because they went to the church with some motive, and the motive was not fulfilled, they became atheists. Therefore, this type of devotion is not pure devotion. Motive, God, is not meant for supplying your orders, because He takes service. He does not serve anybody. See, if we want to bring God for our service, 
we may be disappointed ah because god does not agree to serve anybody his master supreme master how you can expect that god will come to serve you ah but god supplies everyone's necessity but if you want more than your necessity that is a different thing ah that may not be supplied by god therefore we should not approach god with a motive we should simply approach god to love him that's all without any return that is pure devotion that is described here sabai punsa parodan jato bhakti radhokh ahituki apratihata jayata samprasidati if you want really peace by worshiping god by rendering service to god then you should learn how to love krishna without any motive that kind of love will never be checked will never be hampered in executing a devotional service and that is first class here thank you very much